Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Greetings, Minivan Mafia. Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, We are changing up a bit today. We've got a special guest, Rachel, along with me and Kara, and it's morning, which is super rare for us. So (laughs) welcome, Rachel. Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Welcome. Good to have you. Yeah, so this is uh, morning after Kara's 40th birthday outing. Oh, yeah. So we have coffee and water and um yeah so not necessarily beer today but we're going to talk about a variety of different things and you know coffee coffee goes well with beer these days um i was taking a look at some of the history of coffee and alcohol and some african tribes back in like 800 a.d actually have documented fermenting coffee and berry pulp into like a coffee wine so coffee and alcohol has been a pairing for a very very that's interesting long time um the modern times of coffee and beer really started in like the mid 90s um with uh seattle oh red hook so they worked with starbucks actually and developed a coffee beer back in the mid 90s um dogfish head and then new glarus Mm, wisconsin um, were three of the first breweries to start incorporating coffee into their beers so now there's like seven thousand different breweries that well i have to say It's a welcome addition. Right? I mean, coffee yeah. and beer. I know, Rachel, you're not much of a beer drinker, which is only one of the reasons why we're not drinking beer right now. Um, also, it's, you know, 10 also o'clock in the morning. Also, it's 10 in the morning. <laughs> so it's just not a 10 in the morning drink for, for this particular day. Uh, just this one day. I mean, there are other mornings where I would maybe drink a beer. I would yeah. have been fine I with mean, drinking some tequila well, you uh, know, if we're going to do that while drinking some beer. Totally missed up. Next we're time. Do this again. Next time. that was do an option. <laughs> yeah, we'll get that on the next one. Yeah, yep, sounds I like good. It. Good yeah. plan. So, so <laughs> yeah, so we're drinking coffee, and I definitely didn't eat breakfast this morning. Me neither. I, should have. I mean, I had like a piece of coffee cake in the Starbucks drive through which mm. hit the spot. Well, I mean, it counts. Me it counts. It's better than yeah. nothing. So. Yeah. My husband generally just takes an apple and a cheese stick in the morning and walks out that's the door. That's kind of me. I'm kind of very like off the cuff with breakfast yeah. most of the time. I'm like, a, I get a cheese stick a lot of times, Ooh. occasionally an apple or like we get croissants once in a while from mm-hmm. Costco that are really, really good. I do like the croissants. Yeah. The Costco, and you can buy them in massive bulk. So. I know. My children um, really are big. Eh, my oldest generally is a big breakfast person. The twins are totally hit or miss. Yeah. Sometimes my boy twin wants like four eggs, crispy bacon, some toast, <laughs> and a waffle. And some days he's like, I'm not hungry. And I'm like, okay. Okay, you're seven going on 17. It's fine. Whatever. 
And then my daughter just pours herself a bowl of uh, Cheerios in the morning. And that's her breakfast. Nice. Okay, cool. You can do that yourself. (laughs) My younger child is more of a cereal person. He would probably eat cereal or yogurt Mm. for breakfast most mornings. My older child... I don't know. I still don't even know what he likes to eat. I How's feel he still like alive. I know. I want. I ask the doctor that every year at his well visit. I'm like, is he growing? I mean, he's like, tall, like so clearly he's growing up. I don't know about out, but he's up. like the yeah. He just looks like he's being stretched. I mean, yes. I just feel yeah. like he's getting thinner, and he does have foods he likes. And when we go out for breakfast food or when we have breakfast, he does love like. Pancakes and bacon. He's very okay. classic, mm-hmm. like, mm. sweet and savory combo type. Uh, but he does not like eggs, which he gets from mm-hmm. me. I also am not a huge okay. egg fan. Um, but my younger, my seven-year-old will eat most breakfast things. Um, you know, a little bit of everything. Yeah. So, which is, you know, I guess kind of how I would describe him in general. <laughs> a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything coming from everywhere with that one. Yeah, my kids will eat whatever you put in front of them. So oh, uh, nice. when we go out to breakfast, it's like, can I have the pancakes, the hash browns, the eggs, and the bacon? Oh, can I have more sausage? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where? Yes, I've <sighs> what are been you doing out to here? breakfast with your kids, and I'm very impressed at their ability yes. to eat. <laughs> I just, I think it's because I live in a house full of non-eaters. Mm-hmm. And it kills yeah. me, by the way, because... I like to eat. Mm-hmm. I do. I really mm-hmm. do. And like, I also really like to cook. Yeah. So sometimes I make like these elaborate meals and I watch my 10 year old eat like one piece of pork mm-hmm. and be like, I'm done. And I'm just like, no, dude, you're not full. Yeah. Eat it. Well, I don't really like this. I made it a week ago. Too you bad. ate it. Yeah. <laughs> just eat it. He just has something else he would rather do. Mm-hmm. And so that keeps him from eating a normal amount of food sometimes. Mm-hmm. Have you guys been or heard of the place? There's a place in Springfield, Illinois that has literally plate-sized pancakes. And I'm not talking like, oh, here's your dinner plate of like a nine-inch plate. Mm-hmm. Like I think they're 12-inch pizza Holy pancakes. No. And my husband took the kids, and this was years ago, they – whatever i don't know if they were coming back from st louis or something Uh and they stopped at said place and my oldest son who's now almost 15 i think he tried to eat two of them oh my god and vince had to be like no i can't let you do that (laughs) you're gonna be but they still talk about that place like with the and i I didn't go i don't know where i was but i didn't go so like but they were like yeah this was it vince was like i couldn't eat a whole one and Vinny was like can i have a second one and vince was like no "No." you cannot no you may you may not (laughs) you do not need that now i need to find the like pancake the giant pancake place or if i'm ever driving through driving through springfield which may happen. I'll, sure. I'll get the. I'll find the place and I'll, yes. I'll text it to you guys because I don't remember what. It, but Vince said it wasn't like a super fancy place. It was yeah. probably a hole in the wall top. Probably, joint. yeah. He just looked on Yelp or something. Right. Was like, let's go find a pan. Yeah, giant so. pancakes. Yeah, giant pancakes. All right. I you know I always struggle for breakfast whether I want sweet or savory because I mm-hmm. generally don't like them together. I'm not a mixer. I'm not a mixer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's always whenever I go out for breakfast, I'm like, which do I want? Mm-hmm. Like, because I like a little sweet, but like I, uh, yeah. So it's it's, it's yeah. a constant struggle. <laughs> I'm not like a pigs in a blanket type person. Like no. I'm not gonna eat something mm-hmm. two flavors like that mixed together. No. I don't even like like pretzels dipped in chocolate because that flavor bothers me. Mm-hmm. So like, Blasphemy. 
Sorry, I know, I know. I went. I to actually, another, yeah. I went to another place that you did not accept. Um, <laughs> I, it's fine. Sometimes I do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have to do sweet or savory. And I think if I really, if it really boils down to it, and mm-hmm. I have to choose, I probably go like skillet. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And get like potatoes with bacon and cheese mm-hmm. and that route. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't love eggs, but when I get a skillet, I usually get them over easy on the side and I dip my toast in them. Oh. Mm. And I like that. And I think the reason I don't like the texture of eggs. That's the main reason I don't like eggs. I can see. But that. I like over easy with toast because it's like still a kind of a simpler combination of textures mm-hmm. and toast being, you know, just like bread, just like a really yeah. simple thing that I eat all the time on many occasions Mm -hmm. uh makes me enjoy the eggs more so that's my probably my ideal breakfast order i recently went to a breakfast place near where i live Mm -hmm. where they have skillets and i don't know what it was about the like hash brown potatoes in it they were just like perfectly seasoned Mm. and i was just like oh this is the best thing i've ever had this is (laughs) amazing a very like breakfast potatoes mm-hmm. not being seasoned right it's so it is a deal breaker it, it will is. make or break your meal for Completely sure agree. and that was yeah. that's always why while i really like skillets you hesitate if you sometimes. don't if yeah. you've never gotten it somewhere and you order it there's a chance you're just not gonna like it mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. also as a picky eater i get really freaked out when someone else at the table also orders a skillet because there's a chance what their skillet has in it is gonna get into mine a little bit oh. <laughs> this is a problem <laughs> For me, <laughs> because I'll be eating my skillet and then You're I'll like, find oh, like a little a green piece pepper. of like, yes, green pepper in there. And I'm just like, well, this is ruined. Tainted. <laughs> it all tastes like green pepper now. <laughs> I saw it. And now it all tastes like it. I, I'm a skillet girl. I do like the skillets, mm-hmm. though. I will say that there's a place right down the street from my house that I go to breakfast. Me and two of my girlfriends try and go to breakfast like once a month. Um, and I always get the quiche. I really oh, like the quiche. Okay. See, that's yeah. never going to be something I No, wear. it's totally not a thing <laughs> for you. But for me, it's like it's got all like the things just in one bite. Sure. And so it's yeah. I can see that. So, I so. mean, in in some ways, skillet is like that. Mm-hmm. If it's all these things that you like True. together, yes. getting that you can bite that pick has everything the skillet, in it. though individually. The that quiche is, is see, made. That is, yes. See, for me that's very very important. And actually at home when we have like extra like asparagus or bacon, who has extra bacon? Nobody I know, has extra right? bacon. Um never. I'll like I often have just shells in my freezer that I'll make quiche and then I'll have it for like the week and that's my breakfast every day. So oh, nice. yeah, well, it that's works cool. Out. I like that. Yeah. So then I can pick what goes into it. There you go. You and when you make it yourself. Yeah. Well, and that is for me as a picky eater, I think that's why I actually really like cooking is because you can control it. Yeah. I control. So there are times where I'll be like, oh, that dish sounds really good, but I don't like mushrooms or something. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if I could make it without mushrooms or if I could make it with something that'll give it a flavor like a mushroom, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll like go through all this research and find out if I can make a meal without that item in it. Mm-hmm. And if it's good, it goes into the rotation. Yeah. And if it's like bland because it's missing something or whatever, I just, mm-hmm. okay, well, I don't like that food. Yeah. <laughs> 
Move Fair on. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now I'm getting hungry. So <laughs> I know, right? Rachel, I, tell us about your breakfast food. So fantasies. Fan- <laughs> oh, my breakfast food fantasies. So normally, what Someone happens? Someone makes I, it for me. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. That is my breakfast food fantasy. So that scene that that doesn't happen, I usually just end up with a protein shake because I don't get super hungry in the morning anyway. Yeah. Um, so that's usually my go-to. But what I love is we have this coffee shop in my town is called the coffee cup and it's first of all dirt cheap and it's so delicious and i love that they cook it for me so that's amazing Mm -hmm. um but i i love a hash brown that's like crisp i can't have that limp not quite it's gotta almost it's gotta be like extra crispy yeah like when i go i actually ask for extra crispy because i would almost like you'd almost burn it i'd rather you almost burn it because i just can't do mushy again Mm -hmm. i'm a texture person like see but i like mushy or bacon i don't like crispy i like crispy bacon my my seven-year-old does too yeah so and that's so it's like basically the bacon some hash browns I might have a bite or two of a pancake. A lot of that is like, you know, because I'm, I've just gotten out of the habit of eating things like carb, mm-hmm. but lots of carby things. So usually when we go out, that's what I focus on is like that kind of thing. But, you know, thinking about the sweet, savory thing, like that doesn't bother, that combination doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But I also think about the fact that like when you get the bacon that has like the maple sugar bacon or something, mm-hmm. like I think Dunkin' Donuts recently had like, um, mm. A maple sugar bacon something. Yeah, sandwich. they have and like a candied bacon. Thing. Oh, really? Freaking amazing. Huh. Really? It was so delicious. Mm-hmm. And um, and then like I went away for a while and I was like, well, I'm never coming back I think here. it's back. It, it, I it, saw it, it is. It on the I drove too. Last time but I, I was not, like, I have not noticed It is quite this. delicious. Really? It is hmm. quite delicious. So, um, hmm. yeah. But, you know, we do usually every, you know, mornings it's like we make eggs and stuff for the kids. Yeah, and I do but too. on the weekends they were like, bacon. can you make us waffles? And it's like, yeah, okay, we can do that. But you that's guys a are such thing. good moms. Man. Well, I mean, I mean, like, I have the I'm pre-mixed stuff. Like, <laughs> Let's be real. I'm going to mix like, up the biscuits. That and... Way, and I just like point at it while I'm yeah. laying in my bed still. But that's assuming they come upstairs, right? Like my kid, my oldest, like won't come up from the basement until like noon oh. some days. Well, that's pretty good then too. Then it's so, lunch. Yeah. Then it's lunch. Then it's brunch. And then it's right. like, if I made you this big meal, then whatever, I'm making you one less meal. That's true. Yeah. Because it's a multi. I really like the brunch. I, re- I like brunch. I yeah, I like brunch. brunch too. <laughs> I'm a big it's brunch one. Fan. We don't actually often eat three full meals in our house. Mm-hmm. Like so. I mean, obviously, when they're at school, it's different because they'll have breakfast and then they'll have lunch at school. But like on a weekend, we often do brunch and dinner. Mm-hmm. It works better. That yeah, way. we yep. kind of like, do that. There's like a modified version of that most mm-hmm. weekends. And I'm alone with my kids every weekend. So yeah. like yeah. my husband on Saturdays will leave for work mm-hmm. about lunchtime. Mm-hmm. And so most days, depending on when everybody woke up and sure. what the situation yeah. is, we'll eat kind of like an early lunch, late breakfast, like a brunch. Yeah. And then we'll have dinner with my family, or I'll make dinner if it's just me and the kids. I'll make kind of an early dinner, right? And I'll cook dinner and have it ready at like five or four thirty or something because it's mm-hmm. just us and we're not doing anything the rest of the day. And this yeah. way we can do something after we mm-hmm. eat. Yeah, on weekends it's great. Like during the week, our schedule is ridiculous, and I'm sure everybody's is. But you know, I work, my husband works, and then, um, you know, our oldest does school. All of our kids do school. I shouldn't say the twins don't go to school. They also go to school. But <laughs> as, soon as, yeah, as soon as my <laughs> oldest gets home, he goes right to therapy, and then he doesn't get home until almost 6.30. Mm. So it's like 
we have to eat and if i have like if my husband's working and i have to pick him up like i'm just taking them out to dinner because i can't mm-hmm. get home at 6 30 and then make a meal before it's bedtime so right. mm-hmm. but weekends are great because it's like we have time mm-hmm. and like we can make a meal at a normal time and yeah. sit and watch a movie and a popcorn or something like during the week that's not an option but yeah the twins can definitely they're capable of getting their own breakfast like if i didn't make them something like my son would like throw his Ego waffles in the toaster, right? And my daughter would pour her cereal, and they would grab their yogurt and their milk and orange juice or whatever. But my oldest can't do that, so like I have to make him something. Right. So right. he's not capable of doing those things. Mm-hmm. Um, he can probably pour himself a cup of like milk, but anything past that is not. Not right happening. now, not yeah. happening. My so. kids are quite capable. We've taught them like how to make their own. Like the, mm-hmm. you're 11 and almost 15. Yeah. You can make yourself some breakfast. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when it comes down to it, it'll be like I'm gonna grab a pop tart. I'm like, well, fine. Yeah. But that's gonna last you about 45. Minutes. Yeah. And then so, don't right. complain because you'll be at school, man. Oh, Nothing true. I can do that's about it. That's when the so. meltdown's gonna happen. Right. So <laughs> let's let's reconsider your choice. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyways, <clears throat> all right. So, so we talked about our breakfast loves. Now mm-hmm. let's talk about some of our other loves, our special love that we have for our kids. Right. Uh, we gotta yeah, talk about kids. Something like that. <laughs> we gotta talk about kids for at least it's a love, five hate relationship yeah, I have some days. <laughs> So we're going to talk a little bit, and this is something that I hope that Lauren and Rachel are going to shed some light on, because we're going to talk about something they're way more familiar with than me. Um, We're going to talk about special needs kids and disabilities, and I know that that is a huge umbrella (laughs) of a topic. So I'm going to, I have some thoughts that I like want to start our conversation, but before we do that, I just want to say, take this whatever direction you want it to go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So if you want to talk about this one element versus something else, by all means, share with us whatever you want to share. (laughs) Whatever you don't want to share, don't share. (laughs) So as a parent with kids that have no special needs, to be perfectly honest with you, I mean, aside from some minor socializing issues my kids have had over the years where they've gotten help from Mm -hmm. aides and things like that at school, I haven't had to address that. That has not been a situation that I've been confronted with. Um, and I'm very good friends with both of you. Mm-hmm. And you both have this as a daily experience. Um, and I know that it consumes you. And I would imagine that the first thing I'd like to kind of talk about is how do you feel with you both having other children? How do you feel that impacts your relationship with your other kids, positively and negatively. Because, I mean, you, Lauren and I have talked at length about how her children are an absolute delight. Her twins are the sweetest, kindest, most loving children I've ever met. And Lauren believes, and I agree with her, that a lot of that has to do with Big Brother Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. how they handle their brother and how they interact with him and how they see other people interact with him. And so Mm -hmm. how do you feel your relationships with your other kids are well our my situation is a little different so um oh, I'm, I'm sorry no. one thing you know rachel we didn't really introduce you Why no don't that's that i was going yeah. to <laughs> introduce yourself yeah Wait, so tell us a little bit about yourself um and then you can yeah so i've known karen lauren um for i don't know nearly 20 years at this point we mm-hmm. met in college mm-hmm. and um and we're old and we're old <laughs> and so old. it's whatever lady <laughs> um so 
but I, my kids are older. So my oldest is nearly 15 and, um, he was diagnosed with, well, autism spectrum disorder and DMDD, which is, and I always get this wrong. It's, uh, Whatever. You can look it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but basically, the DMD thing is that he can't regulate his moods as well. It's like disruptive mood dig- dysregulation disorder or something. Mm-hmm. It's a relatively new... Um... It's like a part of the Ministry of Magic. Yes, okay. exactly. <laughs> it, it falls into that. It sounded like it for a second it, there. It does. Like, oh, yeah. Yes, this it, is a Harry Potter thing. It is totally a Harry Potter thing. <laughs> um, so he... And he was diagnosed at, with that at 10 when mm-hmm. I was pregnant with my youngest. Um, and... This timeline will make sense in a second. So I, my middle son, I have three sons. My middle son is as typical as they get. He's 11. He's middle child and, you know, feels all the things. Um, but he, as far as we know, has no issues. Uh, mm-hmm. Although he probably has anxiety because we're all full of anxiety. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Um, and then my I should youngest, have listed that among right. my children's right. traits I because mean, they get it, that from me. <laughs> I feel like we all do. Right. Too, Everybody yeah. has it. He's not medicated. Now, so. Yeah. He's not yeah. medicated for if it yet. If you didn't have it, you do. Yeah. It's pretty he much probably needs at. to be medicated yeah. for it. We're, we're, lo- we're going to look into that. Yeah. But anyway, um, and my youngest. Middle child. My middle child <laughs> needs <laughs> medication. I mean, we all have it, but he doesn't. He probably needs it. But anyway. Um, my youngest um, is Frankie, and he'll be four in a couple of weeks. And Frankie, uh, tell me about it. That's the longest crazy. and shortest four years of my life. Um, Frankie is um, undiagnosed as in the terms of an overarching diagnosis. So normally kids that are as complex as Frankie might have something like, oh, they have Angelman syndrome or something. Mm-hmm. And Frankie doesn't have a diagnosis. And mm-hmm. we've been through lots of genetics testing and things and um, – we don't have that yet. But he has a long list of medical needs. It's something like, I don't know, 50 symptoms, diagnosis long or whatever. But the big things are he was born without eyes, so he's blind. Um, he's missing parts of his brain. He is nonverbal. He's got hearing loss, so he's considered deafblind. He can't move on his own, can't sit on his own. He's G-tube fed. He has a heart condition. He has chronic kidney disease. He's got I don't know. He's got lots of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we found out that he might have some of these issues at the same time we found out Vinny was autistic. Mm. So when Frankie was in utero, we really didn't know about any of his complications. There was They couldn't get real good pictures in utero. So they were like, we think something might be wrong, but we're not quite sure it is. It might be nothing. It might be a lot of things. Yeah, Like Vader syndrome was a potential. Okay. Um, thing on the list. And if you watch Grey's Anatomy season two, I think you'll know what Vader syndrome is. Um, <laughs> that's how I knew what it was. And they were shocked that I knew what Vader syndrome was. I was like, what's on Grey's Anatomy? And they're like, okay, uh, lady. And I was like, I'm not saying Grey's Anatomy is real. But I'm at just, least I've heard it of it. It does give you an overview. Yeah. It, a it gave me and then you an know, idea. Yeah, right. I wasn't like crying in the doctor's office with like, oh my God, right. what does this mean? It yeah. was like, okay. Yeah, that might be something. And of course, this girl that whatever she was 18 and she Mm -hmm. was alive and spunky and pissed off about her life. But I mean, at least she was living and whatever. But turns out Frankie does not have Vader syndrome and it's whatever. He has all these other things. Um, So relationship with my kids, um, it's been tricky because Vinny has always been a handful. My oldest has always been a handful. We 
before we knew he was autistic, like we called it his justice complex. This kid, just everything, if it wasn't exactly the way it needed to be or didn't follow an order, mm-hmm. everyone was out to get him. And, mm. you know, and so we've had a lot of trouble with him in school um, and in life in general. He, um, I think he likes his middle brother. But he certainly doesn't like him. I think but he that's, likes his middle I'm sorry. But like, I feel like that's a brother I mean, thing. Well, yeah. right. So, and yeah. some of that's brother thing. And some of it, I think, is the autism because yeah. he finds Lucas to be completely annoying. Because yeah. it, And it's not just like, oh, you're my annoying brother. It's like, he doesn't ever stop talking. And I need him to not talk. Mm-hmm. Or like when we play Bort, we have family game night that mm-hmm. was therapist um recommended we don't get much through family game night because we all end up fighting <laughs> which it's like isn't this supposed to be good yeah. and we're just we're fighting to, like, all the time build a right. relationship with right. family members <laughs> and the trouble right the and out. the trouble is that like lucas just wants Vinny to love him and mm-hmm. wants to like be friends with Vinny. and yeah. Vinny's like Psh, i want nothing to do with you yeah and then there's frankie and you know there's a good eight year gap between oh, yeah. my two my two kids so there's some issue with that like there would already be a relationship gap because right. my kids aren't close in age but being that he is also so different mm-hmm. um they couldn't like if he were a two-year-old toddler they could play on the floor with them yeah. they could play ball with them they could go play with them on the swing they could take them for a very walk different yeah they can't do any of those things um like they very recently just started to be able to pick him up to hand him to me mm. from his wheelchair to like the couch yeah and they're just like, I don't know what to do with them. I'm like, well, first of all, he's 30 pounds. He's not fragile like he was right. when he was a year old. Yeah. You're not going to hurt him. The worst you're going to do is pull out his G2, which is not that big of a deal. Like, I can change that in my sleep. Like, yeah. Yeah. it'll just get a little water. Like, milk will go everywhere and maybe a little bit of blood. But you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, Frankie will scream. I really scared. No. Yeah, Frankie will just... <laughs> scream because it'll hurt for a second. Right. But, like, oh. he'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Um. But they, but like Lucas talks to him and whatever. Vinny like almost doesn't acknowledge his existence. But it's like, (laughs) but he might do that anyway because he's a teenage boy, right? True. I don't think that that is anything to do with his disabilities. It's more like he's a baby. He's my little brother, and I don't. I can say as someone who's six years younger than my older brother. I felt that way. Right. Like, my brother just did not acknowledge Right. It's just me. like, For whatever. For a very, very long right. time. So yeah. we have to do things like, you know, again, because Frankie's blind, we have to audio, you, like, verbally speak everything that's happening in the house. So, mm-hmm. like, Vinny comes upstairs. It's like, oh, look, Frankie, big brother Vinny's upstairs. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, hi, Frankie. You know, and then that'll be about all. <laughs> that's his it, acknowledgement you know. for the day. Yeah. It might be, He's right? just, like, present. Present <laughs> accounted for. Um, but there'll be times where I'll be like, I need you to sit with Frankie mm-hmm. because, you know, I don't like him sitting in his chair all day. I need to go take a shower. And I need, I to, need go to go do something. Anything. Literally anything. I need you to yeah. sit with your brother. He's needing cuddles. He needs human contact yep. and i can't do it right now yeah. so he'll sit next to him now the funny things they'll sit there on their phone and then they get lost <laughs> and it's like okay can you at least like talk about what's on your or phone something. or something like, yes. like he doesn't care what you're listening to yeah um so there's a little bit of that but i think that like they care a lot about him mm-hmm. they get upset when they see people like in public who might look um or whatever yeah and what was really cool is when they were when he was first born both of them wanted to like bring Frankie to show and tell. Aww. And like in a sense where it was like, um, I think Vinny was in 
fourth or fifth grade at the time, mm-hmm. and they were doing um, science class was about the body or whatever. And oh. of course, Frankie's a perfect experiment That's of actually, all the things honestly, that go wrong yeah. in the body. So I brought him in, and we did like a show and tell, and the kids got to ask all these questions, and and Vinny was just like thrilled to be able to talk about his brother. That's and nice. the same really cool. thing That's happened good. with Lucas. When he got to that grade, they yeah. talked about eyes. Like they were talking about anatomy. They got to the eyes yeah. and they were like, and Lucas like, well, my brother didn't even have any eyes. And yeah. they were like, what? Yeah. So then I brought Frankie in and I brought his prosthetics in and we got the kids oh, were like, wow. what? And I was like, yeah, yeah, you can touch it. Who cares? Yeah. And it was like, that's so freaky. Um, so it's cool because they know, because of this, they yeah. get to experience a lot of things that no one will ever experience. Yeah. Um, but I think they're also freaked out. And, you know, they're freaked out about his life expectancy and what that might mean. And mm-hmm. But they don't want to talk about it either. Well, it's so. hard. To, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's hard to, ex- like, to think about some of the, okay, what kind of a future do our kids or siblings or whoever has, you know, like. So, but, I mean, that's, obviously they care. Yeah. And obviously they are even interested in understanding and mm-hmm. things like that, which is which is good. And I think our kids, because of, you know, obviously Frankie has a lot more disabilities and difficulties than my oldest, but, um, you know, I think the other kids have a lot more empathy for yes. other kids than an average typical mm-hmm. child their age. Um, yeah, you know, I talk about my oldest all the time. Um, he, you know, he doesn't have a ton of things. He's autistic, severely autistic, I would say. Yeah. Um, he's nonverbal. He can't communicate. Um, and he's probably at the level, he's nine, he's probably at the level of like a three and a half mm-hmm. year old-ish. Um, he's also epileptic. He also has a heart condition. Um, that's it for now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, That's we'll, it. we'll it's add to the list later, we'll I'm see. sure. He has more new doctors every all the time. <laughs> like, here's, here's my list of specialists, and who do right. we have to call? I'm sure you've got a million, but <laughs> just keep adding to it. We had to find a neuropsychiatrist, and I was like, I don't even know where to start with this one. Here, I'll call the neuropsychologist and ask them, mm-hmm. or the yeah, neurologist, right. or whatever. But um, I think as he's getting older and the twins are getting older, it's actually getting harder because when we go places, because my oldest doesn't visually look like there's anything wrong with him, people expect more from him. They expect Mm -hmm. him to be able to understand. They expect him to be able to answer. Mm -hmm. They expect him to be able to not fall to the floor screaming if something is bothering him. And so as he gets older and he's 125 pounds, like, people look at us very differently than Mm -hmm. when he was younger and smaller and quieter, even though he's the loudest. Like they always say like my nonverbal kid is the loudest kid. I know like that is 100% true. (laughs) (laughs) So, but the twins definitely like the, my daughter and my son have very different roles in my oldest life. My daughter is the one that's like, okay, he's upset. I think he's upset because of this, of whatever. And he'll like, She'll try and, like, figure out emotionally, like, what he needs and what's wrong. Whereas my boy twin will, like, hold his hand when we cross the street or, like, physically, like, Mm -hmm. look out for him. When we were in Michigan, he would run to him to stop him from going in the water. Like, he is the, like, physical protector. Mm -hmm. And my daughter is, like, the emotional, emotional, like, look out for him person they're struggling with like how do I explain my brother to people sure you know so like they ask about um you know do you have any other siblings and they're both like well he's yes he's autistic and they're kind of like I don't know how to explain 
that. And the problem with autistic is like, some people think autistic is like your rain man. Right. And like, it's such a big spectrum. And sure. our son is not like, he mm-hmm. is very severe, nonverbal, very aggressive, you know, screams, unpredictable. Like he's not yeah. doing math problems. So <laughs> yes. right. um, to try and explain that to people is, is hard, uh, especially for seven-year-olds. So we're, yeah. we're working on, on figuring out how to do that and navigating even going places, like the ups and downs. Like for a while, he was fine and we could take him anywhere. And then for a while, he was screaming at the top of his lungs and throwing things. We're like, well, we can't go anywhere with you. And now right. we're like in between... But it's like the ups and downs because we don't want to not take this is yep. where we struggle. We don't want to not take the twins and do things. We also don't want to always leave him out. Right. So it's like, right. how do we figure Balance. out one we can incorporate everyone and it not be noticeable that we're leaving one of them out? Um so oftentimes, like, if it's something I know he won't do well at, like, we'll go when he's at therapy, and that's the excuse why he's not there. So, mm-hmm. okay, I'll take you. We'll do this. Sure. We try and incorporate all of us as much as we can, but me and my husband often drive two cars so that sure. if something... Escape plan. Yeah, we always have an yeah. escape plan. All right, well, if he has a meltdown, which one of us is taking him? What are we doing? Right. Yeah. And that's how we live our lives now, is yeah. we just have to. So... Yeah. So, okay, so as your friend and mm-hmm. someone who cares about you and also has children that interact <coughs> with your children, which mm-hmm. I think is a yet another layer. Because it mm-hmm. would be one thing if I didn't have any kids and my social mm-hmm. yeah. interactions with you were, were more like this, mm-hmm. where you're not with your children yeah. when you're with me. Or maybe you are sure. on occasion, mm-hmm. but I'm not supervising children interacting with your children. As your friend, what's your opinion on questions? What do you... How do you feel about friends asking you very specific questions without, at the risk of, I don't want to say offending you, but as a friend, like, like if I want to be like, well, what are they going to do about this one thing that you're dealing with currently? Like, does it bother you to go into detail about things? Do you want your friends to know as much as possible of what's going on, or do you not want to talk about it? I... I'm an open book when it comes to my kids in terms of that stuff. So I'd rather people ask me questions so that they understand what's going on. Right. Versus like, I have a friend who every time that I say, Oh, Dom, you know, is having a meltdown or he's having a really rough day. Like we have to cancel something. She's always like, Oh, I understand. Blah, blah, blah. And she'll give an example of her kid, which is fine. Right. But the comparison is completely not even close. Yeah. And some people, I understand the trying to, that's a human You're nature relating. is to try and relate. Yeah. However, sometimes I don't know if they really understand how not relatable it is in real life. So and that's so, a really good point. Yeah. Like, uh, and that wasn't exactly yeah. what I meant, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's exactly what I want to know. Yeah. Because like, like I've mentioned, my kids have little quirks over yeah. the years, but in general, you know, Lauren has oftentimes mentioned to me how her son doesn't sleep very well. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a very long-term problem for her. I know it because it comes mm-hmm. up a All lot. the time. There are many <laughs> occasions where we're going to record and she's like, can we just do one episode? I was up at four this morning and I'm so tired. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. And there have been times where I have said, because I do, my seven-year-old is not a great sleeper, yeah. mm-hmm. but I can talk him back into bed because... Logic works on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Logic and I doesn't be like, work on mine. <laughs> you're fine. Yeah. You just had a bad dream. 
I sit with him for 10 seconds and he goes back to sleep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So while I can understand that you are tired because I am also tired because this thing happened, it doesn't happen every day to me. Mm -hmm. And I went back to bed 10 minutes later, <laughs> you know, I was up. And I'm a terrible sleeper, so you sometimes I don't fall asleep sleeper, yeah. for an hour. <laughs> but that's me. Mm -hmm. That's not my child's cause. You know, they didn't do that. And so it's hard to, like, like a, there have been times where I've gone, oh, yeah, you know, my little one was up, and it was, I get what you're saying. But I don't, like, say, oh, man, it's every night. and it's, Because it's not. And it's not the same thing. Yeah. And I know that. So it's it's a... There's a balance there, though, to relate without necessarily taking away from what you're experiencing. Yeah, and there's definitely, like, I, I even, like, with the twins, too, like, that is human nature. If something, you did this, you say, oh, yeah, my kid did this. Like, and it's not one-upping. It's just trying to relate. Sure. And so I totally get that. And it's totally fine, too, if I'm like, oh, my oldest, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, mine just, you know, whatever, kept me up. And that's totally fine. It's more of an understanding. Like, you know like, I totally my know what kids. You mean yeah, I... right. Yeah. Like, you you know my situation. You know my kids. Like, we're very close. And you've been around my kids. But if it's somebody who, like, acts like they're in a similar situation when they don't really understand, that's the only time that I'm like, no, nah. you really don't get it. <laughs> like. But I am fully open to asking and answering any questions. Like, I would much that's rather you good. understand more of what we're going through than not. Yeah. So that's for, my my opinion, at least. And I'm going to let you get in on this in one second, Rachel. Mm -hmm. For me personally, I process things really well by talking through stuff. It's why I wanted to do this podcast. <laughs> I like to talk. Years ago. <laughs> I feel like I work through things good, bad telling a story about a vacation mm -hmm. or talking mm -hmm. about a problem or whatever it is by talking through it. Mm -hmm. I talk to myself in my car all the time. Just yeah, to I talk, talk to myself in, my, in the shower sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to talk to that customer tomorrow and I'm going to have to tell him what to... And I literally am saying this out loud to myself because I know that if I do that, I will handle that situation better tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And so because I am that way, I like to process things by having conversations with my friends but I hesitate because sometimes I'm not sure either I don't understand things which is why I want to talk about it <laughs> or or I don't know exactly what to ask mm. to understand what I don't understand and so I think for me for example Lauren when we're hanging out if something happens or I observe something I just have to be like oh well, why is he doing that yeah. Or, well, is mm -hmm. this like, does this happen a lot? Mm -hmm. Or is there something my kids could do to prevent this from happening next time? Like, is there a behavior thing I could help with? Mm -hmm. And I think I just need to be more, just say what's right in your head. Just say it. <laughs> and those are all totally fine questions to me, yeah. at least. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd rather you ask that than, than not, because then it's a better experience for all of us. I will say that, and then I'll let Rachel talk. Um... I feel like there's some parents that I've run into that are in sim similar situations to my, me and my child that don't talk that does a disservice to their children because yeah. then those kids have a harder time. Other kids or people have a harder time interacting or they just don't interact with that child because they don't know how. Right. And so I've there's a few people that I've run mm -hmm. into that like refuse to acknowledge the fact of whatever situation they're in. And don't just don't talk about it. Yeah. And I'm like, they're doing your child disservice, not trying to have people understand. Right. And my and I that's just my opinion. No, like, I, I could well, be totally I think that's, wrong. I think that's valid because like 
Like I've said, the issues that my kids have had over the years are relatively minor. But on occasions where they've had something that we've had to, like, deal with, either from a medical standpoint or from a social or an emotional standpoint or academically or any of those things that have come up, a lot of times my default is to kind of just, like, this is private. Mm. You know, we're just going to try to deal with this. We're not going to talk to anybody about it. And on the occasions where something has come out, like one of my children is dealing with something that's causing a problem, my little one has some anger issues. Mm -hmm. He rises to anger very quickly sometimes. And I have found that when I'm going to be around somebody, like Lauren and her kids, that if I go to her and I'm like, listen, this thing has been happening lately, and I'm telling you about it, and it may not happen when we're together, but sometimes he just gets really mad. Mm -hmm. And he's going to scream at you, and I'm going to pull him away, and we're going to figure out he will. And maybe he'll calm down, or maybe we'll leave. And like... On those occasions, I feel better that I talk to you about it than mm -hmm. it happening and me acting surprised. Like, oh, why is he so upset? That's strange. That's weird. I've never seen this before. What? <laughs> Son, calm down. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> what is why are you doing being my so child? crazy? <laughs> so, yes, Rachel, we went on for quite a while. No, that's okay. Dive in on any of the things that yeah, I Yeah, so uh, much like Lauren, I prefer people to ask. I mean, uh, with Frankie... It's quite obvious the things that most of the things that mm -hmm. are going on with him. And he gets a lot of looks and um, they don't bother me anymore. They bother my husband a lot. So th this is something where I can give you the opposite side because my husband will not talk about the things going on like okay. people people will ask him at work. How's Frank? Because I had a carrying bridge site that I kept up for quite a while mm -hmm. Um and they would follow that. And so they'd get a lot of information from right. there. And then they would talk to Vince and he'd be like, things are great or things are fine. <laughs> it's fine. You know, and it's like, fine. and I get it. Like for him, it's really hard. He can't, he hates it when people stare in public. Um, it bothers him. Like he just is so protective of him and worries so much about him. And it just, it breaks his heart. And for me, if I saw somebody was in a bad mood and they were giving me a look, I'd be like, do you have questions? Would you like to ask? That's exactly how I would do it. Yeah. If not, <laughs> See, I wipe the that, look though. off your face. Please move on. Like, yeah. that's entirely See, rude. It's, you're right. It's funny. If I were the person that was glancing over and that was your, I would come over and he'd be like, yeah, tell me what's going on here. <laughs> and, and I would. And, and some and people are, and other people are just rude. They would run so, away. Yeah. And, and I have come across that a lot in doctor's offices and stuff, you know, especially like if you're at a pediatrician's mm -hmm. office or at the school or, you know, I was at Target once with Frankie and Frankie has prosthetic eyes and they're mm -hmm. painted. And, and I think that, um, Prior to them getting painted like irises, so they look mm, like actual mm -hmm. eyes, he had ones that were just colored blue. So, like, the whole thing was blue. And this boy, this little boy who was probably four, mm -hmm. was like, Mommy, his eyes are blue. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, he was trying to tell her, like, no, there's no, just something really weird look, that I'm yeah. looking at. They're not just blue. <laughs> They're not just, like, blue eyes. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the kid's like, no, but this is but something look, I really look. would like to know. What <laughs> yeah. the heck is no, going no, on with this kid? we need more information, Mommy. <laughs> um... And of course, like she had no idea. And then we had a daycare. A, he went to daycare uh, pre-pandemic, and there was a boy, brother and sister who were probably I don't know three and four or four and five, whatever. They were mm -hmm. little. And Frankie goes to school there every day, and so everybody in the school knows Frankie. And everybody mm -hmm. in the school knows that Frankie doesn't have eyes, and it's mm -hmm. fine. And then like one day, they're walking at the same time we are with the mom, 
And and they're you know they stop and they're like talking to Frankie in his car seat mm-hmm. and of course the mom's like oh my god I am so sorry I was like it's fine yeah they're curious they're kids they you know right. I would rather it be like let's talk about it because then they're not weirded out by it yeah. and they're not mm-hmm. they're, they're not, not avoiding scared. him they're not and it was yeah. funny because like the brother was just like you know what happened to his eyes it's like well he was born without him and he was like, the brother was totally fine with that moving on <laughs> the good, daughter was you. like. Okay, yeah. No, but seriously, what happened to his eyes? And I was like, seriously? he wasn't born without him. And this went around like two or three times. And then finally it was like, he ate him. And she was like, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I'm on to you. And then she moved on with her life. It was no longer an issue. <laughs> I knew it. She just couldn't. Con- she couldn't. And again, she's she three. Right. That. She couldn't she's three. She's like, what do you mean he was born without eyes? Everybody, People aren't everybody born without eyes. Like, that's yeah. absurd. And for yeah. what it's worth. No one knows this. Like, right. <laughs> omthomnia is such a rare thing. And usually when it happens, it's one eye. Like, bilateral omthomnia is, like, so, so rare. Incron- incredibly rare <laughs> that, like, doctors don't see it. Yeah. So more often than that, when we're in clinic, I'm having to educate every doctor that comes in the door <laughs> and every med student because they'll never see it again. Right. This is the one chance. And like, I'm like, yeah. get in here and take a look. I know that you're in here for urology, but you might as well look because you'll never see this again. True. Or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, so for and, a three-year-old to not believe it isn't that I, and unreasonable I, and you have to yeah. you have to manage the expectations right like mm-hmm. i'm am i gonna run into this kid again probably not i yeah. mean at the daycare we probably sure. would but like yeah. in general she's gonna tell that story to people for the totally rest of for life. the rest of her life and it'll be a great story <laughs> Someday, she, she'll yeah. be a doctor and she's and gonna be like, like, very upset that you lied to her yeah, maybe <laughs> she discovers the lie like maybe like whatever she now. could come at me whatever that's fine yeah good luck finding me although i am all over the internet but so lovely stranger mom i know told right? me a different story she said she ate him um so <laughs> so, so personally professor is like are you dumb yeah no. <laughs> that's, that's not a thing they don't eat their eyes in the womb well that's what she said I'm i don't like, know man i know this one kid i saw happened. it i saw it with my own eyes um so personally i don't mind sherry and 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 the way i think of it is like although you you say a lot that you're concerned and i get this a lot from other friends too that they're concerned with sharing what they perceive as it's not that big of a deal. My problems are so little compared to yours. I was like, first of all, again, nobody's comparing problems. Right. right. Everybody has problems. Yeah. And <laughs> while if your problems were happening with one of my kids along with the things I'm having, they would be very low on my totem pole. That doesn't mean they're low on your totem pole. Yeah. And you are my friend or even you're an acquaintance. And And here's the thing. Most of the stuff you're dealing with is normal kid stuff. Guess what? My kids still have normal kid stuff, too. Mm-hmm. I can probably give you some advice yeah, sure. on what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you never know. Some of the weirdo crap that's happening with my kids, some some piece of this might happen with yours. And I might be able to help you figure out, oh, you might need to get that checked out. Because right. I it turned into something. Not saying it is. You know, you just get it looked at or whatever. Right. Yeah. Sure. Um, but... You know, I find a lot that what ends up happening is that people are so concerned with what they perceive as my level of complications in my life that they don't want to bother me with questions or they don't want to bother me to ask what's going on or they don't want to talk about what's going on with them because they're just so worried to put one more thing on my plate. Yep. It's like, okay, first of all. Mm-hmm. I would love to talk about anybody else's problems. Honestly, yeah. I totally agree. Like, I it just... It's the same take thing. Take me out yeah. of my world for five minutes. I would love please. to hear about whatever crap is going on in your <laughs> fifth grader's class. Like, that's fine. Please. Yeah. Um, and generally, like, especially right now, while Frankie gets a new doctor every three and a half minutes and <laughs> whatever, and we're... Like, things are 
what I would call stable. Mm -hmm. So like to you, yeah, I'm going to the doctor every three and a half weeks and therapy every day and da, 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 you know, all the things. But that's your schedule. But that's like, it. Like, it's it. just it. Yeah. It's just like, and right. when we go to the doctor these days, it's like, well, nothing new. Which is actually Which is what nice. you want to hear. Which is what you want, yeah. And so then it's like, all right, see you in six months or yep. see you in three months or exactly. whatever the specialty is. So like, you know, it, it it's a lot because logistically it's a lot, mm-hmm. but it's not a lot. Like, right. And, you know, as he's getting older, he's progressing more. So then, like, you know, when I was showing you guys the picture of him, the ball pit and stuff, it's yeah. like, these things are so freaking exciting to me because it's like I'm seeing progression and mm-hmm. something we had not seen right. in the four years he's been around. Yeah. And so um, I'm getting to experience those things again that, like... Little saw... things are bigger things to us. They're like huge. They are. Like, They're huge. Yeah, which is, which is awesome. Like, and... We want to talk about those things, but everyone else should want to talk about. Like, the other thing that I get is not only problems, but when other people's kids do good things, yeah. sometimes they struggle. They're, they're hesitant to talk about it. Right. And it's like, Just why? because my son yeah. isn't there and might never be doesn't mean yeah. I don't want to hear about the good things that are happening in your kid's life. Yeah. He did great at the chess tournament or did, you know what yeah, I mean? Sure. Like, all those things are great. Like, I want to hear positives or negatives or what, anything. Like, anything a normal friend you would talk to me about is exactly what I want. Just because we have an added complexity, mm-hmm. that's is it's life. Like you know, there are very few things that I'm sensitive about, and and one of them, and it's really like the only one I, is, um, and it's all related to stupid Make a Wish, and I'm oh. gonna hate all over them right now because, <laughs> and, well, and it's okay, whatever, they're, they're a wonderful organization to do great things, and it's not just Make a Wish. There's several of these organizations mm-hmm. that do this stuff, mm-hmm. but we we got submitted for a Make a Wish. We went through all of the things. And, you know, it's critical illnesses that da, 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 all the, th- you know, what the criteria yep. is. But because he doesn't have an overarching diagnosis, oh, they so denied dumb. him. I see kids who, and this is the part that makes me sound like an evil person, but like, I'm going to do it. You know, they have a tumor that was whatever it was removed. They're going to live another 75 years and there's not a thing wrong with them. They get to go to school every day. They get to play. They get to play music. They can get married and have kids and all the things. Yeah. Guess what? They get to go to Disneyland on Mike Wish's dime. My kid can't. Yeah. No, because good. he doesn't have a diagnosis. Yeah. Which is Well, ridiculous. my kid's going to die early. Well, what's early? Really? Is he? Well, my pulmonologist is telling yes. me I should make funeral plans. Right. Oof. Now, do I believe I need to make funeral plans? Probably not. I think he's reaching. But like... My kid's blind. He can't walk on his own. Can't talk. Can't take care of himself. Can't do. It. He's not going to live the life these kids can. No. And you're telling me that yeah. we don't deserve that because yeah. he doesn't have a syndrome. Screw you. He's one of like what four kids in the world that have this. So you haven't figured out what it is yet. That's so we're not being your punished. Fault. Yeah, you're being so punished like, because they can't put a name to what and he I'm has. I'm just like, yeah. I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> no. And again, like those are the very few things that I and I try like. I try very hard when I see like parents talk about how excited that they're sure. that their kid. I'm like, and it's not I don't their want, fault and it's either. Not their, and so, I do not yeah. get mad at the oh, families. Yeah. Yeah. I just get like, that's so nice for you that your kid gets to do that. Yeah. Or like I see things where like a kid who's had some medical complexities, like it gets to me sometimes when they'll be like celebrating their win, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that must be nice that your kid can do that. And then I'm like. I'm not going to say that because I'm saying it because right now I'm just bitter about my life yep. and I need to find a way to be like, I'm mad about this. I know he's never going to have that, mm-hmm. but it's not their fault. And I'm not going to make them feel bad for being sure. excited that sure. their kid is walking yeah. right. or that they're using a gate trainer and that all these things. But it's like, 
you know, damn it, it would be nice if you had if I had a piece that. of that. Yeah. Because he he's going to live with us for the rest of his life. I'm probably going to outlive him. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with like I've come to terms with that. Yeah. But it hurts it's to not, see yeah. you know to be the parent yeah, and have to it, go it, through that is It does and it hurts to hear like you were asking about my kids relationship to have my 11-year-old say to me I'll take care of him when you die. And yeah. I'm just like Part yeah. of me is like, oh, buddy, you're not going to have to do that right. because he's yeah. probably not going to live that long. Yeah. But then I also don't want my kids to feel that burden. But yeah, that's the reality we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't get to share that with people because there's not many people who are, are in, in your situation. situation. Yeah. And I do not expect anybody to try to be like, I understand. Because you can't. Because you don't. And I don't, <laughs> and I don't want you to feel like you have to try to find a way to understand. It's like, I just, because I can't say to the people on the make Witch page, like, your kid shouldn't be able to go. He's fine. <laughs> because he's not fine. He had cancer. Right. Like, of course he's not fine. But he's going to live a long life he's, and he's going to have a family okay of his own. Now. It's different. And, it's just different. And while, like, yeah. he had cancer and he's in remission and, like, it's probably going to shorten his life a little. Like, all of, I'm not, I'm not... No, uneducated. I know what's. I don't think whatever. that you're arguing against absolutely these kids not getting just, their wishes. I think that it's you the pain I know feel. What it would mean to your family? Well, and it's yeah. it's. I guess it's an acknowledgement thing, and I think that that's where coming from the side of the plate of of special needs that I come from, where it's like the rare diseases and the undiagnosed. So often those people are overlooked mm-hmm. or made to feel like there's really nothing wrong with them. Right. Or because or there's something that can be done because or, there's only or because oh. they don't have that name. Mm-hmm. Well, what are we supposed to do with right. you? Which is what I mean. Our doctors are amazing. We have like an amazing care team, but a lot of their answers, we don't know. know. We don't know what to expect. We don't know if he's going to be fine. Like he could, he got pneumonia. He got a cold, a cold that every other kid ends up with and ended up in the ICU, and this is his life. Yeah. He gets the same cold now. He's probably fine, but we but don't know. Yeah, and right. the next time it could fucking kill him. Excuse my language. It no, could yeah. kill him. But it's like nobody knows. Nobody knows if we need to be ultra careful or yeah. if we just have to pretend like everything's going to be okay. Right. And that's the frustrating part about all of this. And that's where um, – not being able to connect with people has been hard. And I try to connect with some of the families who, I know, Kara, it's okay. No, it don't matter. We, her kids are playing upstairs. We have children. We all have children. We're talking about <laughs> it, them right now. <laughs> but, like, it's, I can't connect a lot with those families either because I have a very, what I consider realistic expectation of what my life is. Mm-hmm. I try not to pretend like he's going to walk tomorrow when yeah. I'm, like, He's never going to walk. Yeah. And and if he surprises me one day Great. and does it, I will be the first one cheering from the mountaintops. Yeah. But I'm also not going to set myself up for disappointment. You can't have expectations that that's going to happen because exactly. the odds are that it's not. It's and just not going to happen. And yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. But I can't have those conversations with other parents and my thing because they see me as being either pessimistic or like, you're not serious enough. You don't care enough. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Just because I'm sarcastic and I laugh my way through my life 
and that I find being dark humored, it gets me through my day. Everybody has different ways of coping with yeah. stuff. Like, and that's okay. You don't have to be this optimistic sunshine and rainbows. Right. Like, I am not that person. That is not me at all. I don't know if you know this, Lauren, but the, so when Frankie was born, mm. that's when we found out he didn't have eyes, like yeah. that day. Oh, yeah. Um, and Vince went, I had, and it was a C-section, so, yeah. you know, I was in surgery. Right, right. And Vince went up with the baby and he came back down. And when he came to the recovery, he's like, something's really wrong with him. And I was like... Okay, they're like, they think he's blind. And that's what Vince said to me. They think he's blind. And I was like, well, that's not so bad. And I was just saying that's not so bad because of all the things they were telling me could be wrong right. with him. And I'm like, is that it? Like, he yeah. could be blind? And he's like, no, I don't think that's it. And I was like, well, we'll, we'll deal, we'll with, deal it. with it. And then yeah. later when they told yeah. us that he didn't have, you know, like, whatever. He we're actually upstairs. doesn't have eyes, yeah. Well, they didn't even know at that point because they couldn't uh, get his eyelids open, open to even tell. They were like, we got to get a specialist uh, to find out. But what was really funny was that later in the evening, I'm sure I was on pain medication. Vince <laughs> is like, he's like upset that Frankie's going to be blind, yeah. like all these things. And I was like, well, get him a scene. I image it. <laughs> oh, and, and anybody who doesn't know where that's from, Chris Rock makes a joke about <laughs> how, see, why do seeing eye dogs, dogs. get all the yes. jobs? They're really good midgets that could do it too and they'd be like hey there's a hole there don't step in that so you could talk yeah i was saying to my husband you were trying to tell a joke whatever yeah he's blind we'll get him a midget and he said it's too soon oh fair you're right he's like less than 24 hours old it's too soon but that's what i have to do right this is who i I am am. like i have to make this joke or i'm going to not get out of this hole yeah i will live in this hole i will never work again i will never be friends with anybody again i will be depressed and i will probably commit suicide right you're just gonna get in this dark place and never so instead i have to think of any of your kids to get my kid a midget so if anybody knows any midgets that would like a job, <laughs> call out to Kara. Let me know. All right. All right. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. <laughs> well, at the risks of my children finding some way to knock the door down. Which is I possible. We are going to have to call it yeah. at this point. <laughs> we can reconvene. Getting, There's lots more to we talk will not, about. This will, be not, this will not be the last time we will have Rachel on. I guarantee it. I think we should take a trip out to Madison. We would uh, like to do yeah. that. So we should do that. There's beer there. Although, or there's a little something. quick beer side note. Ooh. Fantasy Factory just got put into the system at Binnie's. <gasps> what? They're going to have Fantasy so Factory. So now I won't be your only course of getting Fantasy Factory. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that. I we'll, just wanted to share that. We could still that. take a trip, though. There's oh, so yeah. many, there there's many, so many, many good breweries out there, too. I don't know what you're talking about. Wisconsin and beer. You yeah, right. Mean, Wisconsin there's no beer. beer there. I mean, we can get cheese, too. Cheese, right? beer. Right, cheese. Good. Yeah. Cheese is delicious. Exactly. All these things. All right. So thank you, Rachel. Thank of you. Thank great. you. Thank you, Lauren, for joining uh, yeah. me as always. Uh-huh. And uh, we will catch you both again soon. And I hope you guys enjoyed our slight deviation from the norm. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, still a relevant family topic. And I'm really glad we got to talk about it. Thank you both for yes. sharing your insights. My pleasure. And to be we'll, continued. Yeah. All right. Take it easy, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the latest musings from Parenting by the Pint. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week, and cheers to you all.